I want to ask you a really important question. Why do you work? Seriously, why are you working so hard building your online business? Why are you showing up to do what you do every single day? Not necessarily what are your goals, but what is the why behind your goals? You need to know the why when things get hard to stay the course. But maybe more paradoxically, you need to know the why when things go well and you reach all your goals. Because here's a follow-up question. If you made millions of dollars online, would you keep working? I have and I am. I wonder why I work. Some people have asked me that. And recently, I wrote some things down in my journal that were for myself, but I felt encouraged to share with you today six reasons why I work, my personal whys behind the work that I do, even though I've made millions online. And I think that these will inspire you and encourage you to not copy my whys, but to figure out what your why and whys are for doing the work that you do. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 110 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. We're going to zero in on the work part. And this is an interesting conversation for me because I'm the work less guy. It's a big heartbeat of mine to be efficient in your work and not waste your time on things that don't matter, but zero in on the work that truly matters so that you can still reach your goals, but then have more time, flexibility, and freedom to be with your family, be with your friends, volunteer, pursue other life goals and hobbies. All of these things are important to me. So I'm I'm saying every single week that I'm here to help you work less, but I think one of the assumptions is that I'm anti-work and nothing could be further from the truth. I'm anti-wasting time and I'm anti-working on things that aren't necessary. Work is really, really important. We're going to talk about why I work here in a minute, but if you are new to the show, new to the channel, new to what I'm doing, or if you've been lurking for a while, but you haven't started your online business and it's more of an idea, a nice idea, but you need to get it running quickly, I want to give you a tool to help you get your business up and running in the next 30 days. It's my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. It's a simple PDF that walks you through a four-week checklist. It's literally a checklist. Do this, then do this, then do this. Very straightforward. A four-week guide to go from no audience online, you've never built anything online, to making money in the next 30 days. Most of my students make between four, five, six hundred dollars in the next 30 days. Some have made thousands, but that's a little rare. But it is set up for you to get an early and quick win and have built the foundation for your online business that then you can scale and do all the stuff that I'm talking about here on the show every single week. It's free, my 30-day online income jumpstart guide. So grab it at grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm going to link to it below the video. So you can just click on that, grab your copy of my 30-day online income jumpstart guide at grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. Okay, let's talk about work real quick. Um, this was something I wasn't going to share with you. It was not on my content uh, list of what I wanted to teach. Um, but I've been spending some time 
journaling lately. Um, I'll go through seasons where I, I, I hate writing things down. I just, I, but I live in my head and I have found that it really is critical for me to write things down, um, get them out of my head onto paper or my notes app on my iPhone. I've done both. Um, and when it's written down, it becomes more real to me, helps me clarify my thoughts and get more solidified. So I have felt mushy in my head lately and I felt like I needed to write down and get really clear on the why behind my work. I know the why, there's multiple whys, but they float around in my head and I was um, sitting by the pool, there's a pool at the building where I work um, at my offices downtown and I was sitting out by the pool with my journal um, and just trying to get some inspiration. I have a clear head, it's a beautiful day. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, let me sit down and write the reasons why I work. Because I, I get questions from some people um, online here. And I have my own internal questions when things get hard of like, why am I still showing up and creating content and working? Like I've made lots of money online by God's grace. I've had two successful businesses um, that are still successful. And sometimes when things get hard or when I'm tired or um, in a funk, I'm just like, why am I doing this again? I don't really need to. There isn't the pressure that there once was um, when I was making no money, was on food stamps. There was a very obvious why to show up in my office and work. And it was, you got to pay the bill somehow, some way. Um, sometimes when you reach success and you reach your goals, the why becomes a little unclear. So getting very clear on the why is so important because otherwise you will find yourself bitter or resentful or uh, straying off of your goal or saying yes to things that aren't really part of your wheelhouse because you haven't gotten clear on your why. Um, so I started to write things down and then uh, I've got a small mastermind I'm a part of with a couple of buddies of mine and we meet every couple of weeks um, and we update each other on life and business. And I was sharing with one of the guys, Justin, in my group, um, what I'd written down in my journal. Uh, and I read it to him thinking it was no big deal. And he was like, oh my gosh, that was really, really encouraging. He's like, I need to write down my whys. He's like, I think my whys might be some, somewhat different than yours, maybe a little bit similar, but man, that was inspiring. And, and I was really just surprised that it was a big deal to him. And so it got me thinking, maybe I should share these with you. Um, so... I, what I'm doing in this episode is bringing you into my head so you understand what I think about when I show up to create a piece of content for you, when I dive into my six-figure community and, and serve those people, when I'm diving into my epic mastermind every single week and, and serving them. Why am I doing this? So I have six whys. Um, some might be obvious. Some might not be so obvious. And for each one of them, since I'm a Christian, my faith really shapes everything I do in my life, as it should for all Christians. Um, so I have Bible verses associated with each one of my whys. I'm just going to give you the Bible verse reference. If that's interesting to you, you can go look it up. Um, it's not necessary for you to have this with your why, even if you are a Christian. It's just for me, so much of what I do is shaped by Scripture. I want it to be shaped by God's Word. So I have a Bible verse. So I'll tell you that at the side of each one of those, but it's just a little side note for you. If you're into that kind of thing, you can go dig into that afterwards, or you can pause this and look up the verse. Um, okay, so I have six whys, and uh, my hope in this episode is that you will um, be encouraged to write down your own whys, and that you will maybe gain some insight into why I do what I do, 
that might help you and I better understand each other. Um, because if I'm going to be your coach, I want you to really understand my, my heartbeat, my worldview, my values to make sure that they line up with you. Um, we don't have to line up hundred percent. We don't have to be clones of each other, but you want to pick a coach. You want to pick, um, someone to learn from who you feel what they're doing and why they're doing it lines up with you, right? There's plenty of people that are just as knowledgeable about this stuff as I am, but they might have a very different spin on things. And that might be more appealing to you or less appealing to you. So it's important to know who your teacher is before you just blindly take their advice. And the same thing would apply to me. Okay, so this is letting you into my world. Here we go. Reason number one why I work is maybe the obvious one, but it's to provide for my family. 1 Timothy 5.8, okay? That's where that comes from for me. I think we all get this to some degree, especially if you have a family, even if you're just married, you understand there's a bit of pressure to provide, not just for your own self, but for those that you are uh, entrusted to take care of. And so that pressure is a good, healthy pressure. Um, what's interesting is once I reach a certain level of financial success, um, you know, the question was, oh, should I just like retire early and just stop working? Because um, I'm, I'm able to provide for my family's needs um, even if I don't work because of the businesses I've built or the assets I've been able to accumulate or whatever it is. Um, the reason why I still need to provide for my family through work, even though I have other sources of income, I think is at this stage, since I have kids in my home still, is to teach them that that's where money comes from. It comes from work, right? I'm teaching my daughters to become investors and maybe business owners. Um, that'd be awesome. But at the very least, to be investors, um, to buy assets that can then produce income for themselves. So they're not just dependent on a job, but they still understand. And I still need to model for them and want to model for them that the way you provide for yourself and your family is to go to work. Work creates wealth, and that's the beginning of all wealth. And then how you manage that little bit of wealth, you can have it grow or it can disappear. That's really up to you. But I want my kids to see that daddy still goes to work. Now, I don't work very often. And uh, when this episode's airing, my kids will have just gotten out of school. It's the summer, um, so they're off for the summer. And this this summer, I'm collapsing all my work down into one day. I'm just going to work one day a week so that I have six days to spend with my kids in the summer. Since they're not at school, I don't want them to have a nanny or childcare this summer. We, we've done that in the past, but the last couple of summers, we've just tried to, my wife and I tag team. She she runs her business and she works two days a week. And I've been reducing my work weeks um, down, 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 down over the years. And this summer, I'm just gonna work one day a week um, and spend more time with my kids. So they know that daddy doesn't work a ton and they know that daddy's work is flexible and they know that's because of the businesses that I've built. Um, but they, if I didn't work at all, I think that would send a weird message to my kids. And it would, it would just, it's possible. It's not that it's a bad thing, but I would have to really continue to explain that work is important. Um, so I want to work. Obviously, my first why is to provide for my family's needs. That's that's one of the things I'm called to do as a man, the head of my household, is to provide for my family. Kind of obvious. So we'll move on from that one. The second reason why I work is to provide for my family's future. Okay, and that comes from Proverbs 13, 22. I could go to work now and, and help pay the bills now and set my family up for success now. But I'm gonna work also 
a little harder or for another goal to make money, not just for this month, but to create generational wealth, right? To set my daughters up for success, to give them opportunities that maybe I didn't have, to set their their children, my future grandchildren, Lord willing, up for success, to set the Cochran family up in such a way that the wealth that God's allowed me to create through my businesses doesn't disappear. That would be super sad for me if, if Shay and I worked hard with our businesses, we're able to build wealth by being of value and service to people in the marketplace, um, which is which is a beautiful thing. But then if it just was spent during our lifetime and then gone, to me, that'd be a major missed opportunity. I want to spend the money that we earn and enjoy it. And we do. I'm excited. Like we're building a new house um, here in Tampa and we'll be able to move in this summer. Um, and it's gorgeous, and uh, and it's a it's a dream of mine. It's dream house, dream house. It's a custom built house. Um, it, it takes a lot of money <laughs> to do what we're doing, and it's worth it to me to spend money on a nice house for my family. Um, but if I spent all my money on my family now, that would be a huge missed opportunity in my my mind because I want to create generational wealth for my kids, their kids, their kids' kids, um, and create something that doesn't dwindle, that actually creates income. Build a nest egg or a, a, you know an investment portfolio or a, a, whether it's of just stocks, bonds, or houses, or whatever it is that can continue to create income for years and years and years where it makes more money than I ever did, right? When your money makes more money than you do, that's true wealth, that's incredible. So that's one reason why I go to work as well, not just to take care of my family's needs now, but to provide for their needs in the future and then their kids' needs and their kids' kids' needs. You know, I want to be a difference maker in my family tree. Have no control over what my future generations will do, but I can at least set a precedent and give them a leg up. And I think every parent wants to set their kids up to be in a better position than they were. And that's a beautiful thing. I think that's human kindness in its best. Like love people well, start by loving your family well. And don't be so wasteful that you just blow all the money on yourself or even on your your nuclear family, but build some wealth even if it's a small amount, so that your kids, kids, kids have an opportunity that maybe you didn't have. So that's the second reason why I work, to provide for their future. The third reason why I work is to give to others, to have something to share, Ephesians 4, 28, okay? A huge heartbeat for me is, and it's part of my tagline of this show, is to give more. So I believe, as a Christian, that, uh, and if you just read the Bible cover to cover, anywhere in there, Old Testament, New Testament, you, you can't miss it. It's the same. We are designed to not work just to provide for our own needs, but it's to provide for the needs of others, whether it's through a tithe, giving a tenth of your income to your church or your synagogue if you're Jewish, um, or to a charity of your choice if you're non-religious, uh, or just free will offerings, just helping people out. You know, it's not, it's not tied to your church. It's just like paying for people's adoptions or just helping someone pay their rent when things get tough or whatever it is. Like when you have money, even just paying for the person in the grocery store who can't, they forgot their wallet, you know, like having extra money is one reason why you work. You work to provide for your own needs, but you also work, and I get this again straight from scripture, to have something to share with others. Not like, oh, I probably should give. Like, no, it's one of the reasons why as a Christian you're called to work is to be able to give to others. So what Shay and I love to do 
is to be generous with the money God's given us in our businesses. So we give a big percentage of our profit from all three of our businesses away um, to church and to multiple charities. And then just, we have a pile of money. I think I've talked about this before, that we save a percentage of our business profit every month. It just accumulates in a savings account uh, called undesignated giving. And it's just there for when things do come up. Uh, like I said, a friend is gonna apply for adoption and adoptions are very expensive. And so if they're asking to raise money or fundraise for that, or um, somebody has a, a GoFundMe for something that came up, I have money I can donate to that or hurricane relief, you know, in Florida, I'm, I'm really sensitive to the damage hurricanes do because it affects even our own community. So anywhere in the world um, where there's just massive damage because of a hurricane or a storm. Like I like to be able to donate um, to organizations that can help with hurricane relief and stuff like that. So that money has to come from somewhere. And so we just accumulate a pile of money that's already designated to give, but we just don't know who to give it to yet. Um, so that is one part of our income. And it's just planning ahead to give. The more money I can make, since we've decided a percentage of our income to give away, the bigger that percentage is. Um, giving is so, so important. And I think it's, I, it is a Christian ethic, but I think it should be a worldwide ethic that those who um, make money should be able to give money. And that includes all of us. If you, if you make $10,000 a month, part of that should be given away. If you make $10,000 a month or a year, make 10,000 a year, I mean, if you make 10,000 a month, it should be the same. If you make 100,000 a month, it should be the same. At every level of income, you should be a giver. That's why percentages are so wonderful. Commit to a percentage of what you're giving away, and then as you make more money, that pile of uh, money to give away grows. So I might have all the money I need for my family, but if I stop working, I won't have anything to give to others. So that's one reason why I continue to work, is to have something to give to others. Reason number four, why I work? To be a light in the darkness. Matthew 5, 16. So let me just get specific with this, this niche, this niche here, the, uh, the business space, and we can be more specific, the online business space. You know, if you've dabbled in this stuff, that this is a pretty egotistical, money-centered, hustle-oriented niche to be in. There's a lot of people educating in this space, showing you, telling you how to make millions online. And it's all about the flash and the bling and the money and the lifestyle. And it's, it's ego-driven, it's money-driven, it's it's selfish focused. Um, to me, that this is a dark space to be in. I, I look at it, not that these people are evil people. I just look at it and I go, ugh, it's just yucky, right? You, you know the Facebook ads I'm talking about. You know the YouTube ads I'm talking about. It's just kind of, ugh. I feel that one of the reasons why I should show up and do show up every week here on YouTube, here in the podcast. One reason why I'm writing a book that will hopefully be published alongside all of these other books by some of these authors is to displace darkness with light. So <clears throat> if there's a dark room, you can't see anything and someone comes in with a light bulb or a, a lighter or a flashlight or your iPhone, even a tiny little light, 
it lights up a whole dark room and it displaces, it moves some of the darkness away. That's what I'm trying to do is to be light and darkness. Now that might sound to you, depending on where you come from, egotistical, uh, as if like I'm some glorious savior and I'm not. But I do feel like God's called me to this space for a reason, that there is um, maybe a more others-focused, less egotistical, more healthy, more well-rounded approach to building a business um, that will better serve you in the long run, make you happier in the long run, and make the world a slightly better place. Um, and so I feel like I need to show up every week to be a little bit of a little flicker of light in this dark space to then help you become a light in your dark space. Maybe you are in the fitness and health industry. That's another dark space filled with all kinds of, uh, you know, sort of shallow, um, just body centric, because by the nature of it, it is body centric teaching that's just cold and is all about just looking your best as opposed to being you know, wholly healthy um, and being more holistic. Like there's ways to lose weight that are unhealthy and there's ways to lose weight that are healthy and sustainable, right? Uh, there's, there's it's a, it's a niche that might be full of just like bad, bad advice and maybe you uh, need to be encouraged. And if I can be light in this darkness, maybe it spurs you to be light in the darkness of your niche and display some of the darkness and be a better version of some of those people and help your audience out in a better way. And if we're all doing this, if we're all being true to our calling and doing things with um, integrity, generosity, you know, focus on service to others as opposed to self, man, we're gonna transform all the, the niches that we're in, which can then transform the world. That's why, that's why I think entrepreneurship is what's gonna take the world by storm and make it better. I don't think it's politics. I don't think it's policies. I think it's entrepreneurship and you could be a huge part of that. So that's one reason why I work is to be a little bit of light in the darkness in this space every single week. Fifth reason why I work is to love my neighbor as myself. Mark chapter 12, verse 31, right? This is a very common teaching from Jesus. Um, love your neighbor as yourself. So, this can look, loving, love of neighbor can look like a lot of different things. I think one thing I love about one of my good friends, Jordan Rayner, who's just a brilliant entrepreneur, and he wrote a book um, called Call to Create, which if you are an entrepreneur of any kind, I think you should read it, especially if you're a Christian, you should read Call to Create because it, it finally says what I feel like someone needed to say, which is the God of the Bible, the Jewish and Christian Bible, is an entrepreneur, he's a creator. In fact, that's the very first thing he does in the Bible. The first thing we know about God, Genesis chapter one, verse one, the first verse in the entire Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the first thing we learn about God is that he's a creator. He takes nothing and turns it into something. And to create something for the good of someone else at a cost to you, and to risk something, to create something for the good of something else. That's what God did. That's how Jordan Rayner describes entrepreneurship. That's what he thinks an entrepreneur is, is someone who risks something to create something for someone else for their good. And that's a beautiful picture of what we do as entrepreneurs. Um, and he makes the case that that's how we can primarily love neighbor as self, is to create products or services that make people's lives 
better. And then when we're delivering those products and services, do it with true customer service and with ethical um, practices and with love and with uh, charity. And like, if someone needs a refund, give them the refund. You know, like, be, be, be love in your business. So loving neighbor itself isn't just bringing your neighbor a cup of sugar when they need a cup of sugar. Loving neighbor itself isn't just looking out for those in your community that are struggling. Um, loving neighbor itself isn't just looking after your countrymen who's struggling, who might be different than you. There's a lot of beautiful ways to love neighbor itself. So I'm not saying this is exhaustive, but one way you and I can love neighbor itself is by building a great business that serves people well. So every day I go to work, when I create a piece of content, when I coach my students and my membership or my mastermind, um, when I serve my customers, when I interact with them, when I interact with you on a, a comment under a YouTube video, I have an opportunity to love you as my neighbor because you are. You're my fellow human being. No matter where you live or what your background is, whether we share a faith background or not, you're my neighbor. That's the whole story of the Good Samaritan when one of the lawyers who Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself, tries to become smart and says, well, Jesus, who's my neighbor then? Like, let me know who that applies to. And Jesus then tells him the story of the Good Samaritan with the point of the story being, Who's your neighbor? Whoever you come across, okay? There's no people group you can exclude and be like, well, I don't have to love them. They're not my neighbor. Like Jesus is saying, everybody's your neighbor, bro. Not that you have to help everybody. That's virtually impossible. But all people are created equally in the image of God. So we should love them all as neighbor. And if you love yourself, you should love your neighbor in the same way. So there's a beautiful equality there. Uh, and that's one reason why I work, is to love my neighbor. And the final, the sixth and final reason why I work is to be creative and to stay sharp. This is uh, from Exodus chapter 35. Um, creativity is a huge part of God's heartbeat. It's the way he designed humans. Again, going back to what I just said, the first thing God did is he created. He's a creative. He's a creator. We're all creators. If you're a business owner, you're creating something out of nothing. Either you're creating a service uh, out of just your, your knowledge and experience um, or your, literally your hands and your feet if you're building something or you're creating a product. Again, starting from your mind and idea and then you're building it physically or building it digitally. Like you are a creative if you are an entrepreneur. To be creative, to be innovative, to flex that part of your muscle, of your brain, is to stay sharp, right? Like I imagine being a 70-year-old man and Lord willing, having all the money I could ever want. I already feel like I do. Um, and not wanting to stop creating content or writing books or doing a podcast or, or serving people or coaching other people to build businesses. I would never want to stop. Why? Because it will keep me sharp. I want to keep my brain sharp. I want to do things skillfully. I want to do things with creativity just for the sake of doing things for creativity, right? That's one of the reasons why I pulled that Exodus 35 verse is you see God's heartbeat for creativity and beautiful things um, that aren't just functional. God's not just all about function, right? He's all about beauty as well. And that's what he's telling uh, all these skilled artisans to build a beautiful 
you know, robes for the priests in the tabernacle, like lace it with gold and all these beautiful things that are pointless. They're not functional. They don't add to the function of worshiping God um, or for the religious uh, duties that he has for his people. They're just for beauty. And what that tells us is that God created beautiful things. He values beautiful things just for their inherent beauty and then the creativity that's used to create those things. So he gives people skill. He wants people to use the skill to make beautiful things. They don't have to make money or serve a purpose other than just being beautiful and creative. And so you and I, no matter what your business journey is or what it looks like, or you reach your financial goals and things are crushing and your business is relatively automated, which I'm hoping it is for you because that's what I'm trying to help you do every single week. Um, it's a beautiful thing. You should never stop creating because the moment you stop creating, you start dying. So keep creating, keep serving. It'll keep you sharp. You'll be able to flex that creativity muscle in your brain. And that just keeps you fresh, keeps you young, keeps you alive, and it gives you so much satisfaction and joy. At least it does for me, and I hope so when I'm older as well. So those are the six reasons why I work. To provide for my family, 1 Timothy 5.8. To provide for their future and to create generational wealth, Proverbs 13.22. To give to others, to have something to share, Ephesians 4.28 to be light in the darkness, Matthew 5, 16, to love neighbor as self, Mark 12, 31, and to be creative and stay sharp, Exodus 35. And there are other verses as well. These are just the ones that came to mind when I wrote these down. So my, I hope that encourages you and inspires you. What I would encourage you to do, it's pretty simple. Find some time this week to find a quiet corner of your house, go to a park, wherever you can get away, sit down with a notebook or your phone and think through why do you do what you do when it comes to your online business? Why are you working? And there's very obvious answers and there might be some ones that you haven't thought of. So I'm sure one of your whys is to provide for your family, <laughs> to pay the bills. But beyond that, why? What are your whys? They do not have to line up with mine at all. But I want you to make time this week to get clear on your why or your whys for what you do. And then what I would love for you to do once you've done that is maybe come back and leave a comment under this video if you're watching on YouTube, or you can always email me if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, graham at grahamcochran.com. And let me know one of your whys, maybe one of the ones that was the most surprising to you or maybe most important to you. Leave a comment with one of your whys. Why are you doing what you're doing with your online business? Why are you trying to build it? I think that would be so helpful for you to get crystal clear on even just one of those whys. I hope this was helpful and encouraging. Let me know also in a comment below if you enjoyed this, uh, this piece of content this week. And like I said at the top of the show, if you need to start making some money quick, if you're like, this is, this is the summer, this is the year, I'm going to launch my online business. I've been lurking. I haven't started or I've been putting it off. No more excuses. I've got a 30-day online income jumpstart guide for you, a checklist for the next four weeks to go from where you are today, maybe no audience, maybe nothing online, to making money in the next 30 days. You can kick off your business, launch your business 30 days from now. I want to give you the step-by-step -step plan to do it. It's free. It's simple. It's action-packed. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash jumpstart. 
or click the link below this video if you're watching on YouTube. As always, my friend, thanks for tuning in, hanging out. Appreciate you. Stay healthy and stay safe. And I'll see you in another episode real soon. Thank you.